Hello, I'm Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. And my name is Bailey, like the Irish cream, and this is The Way I See It. Hi, Bailey. Hello, hello. Hello, my darling. Well, I thought we'd talk about something that nobody knows anything about. What's that? We're going to bust this wide open, and it's going to be a new revelation. This is the to, first time. Especially, especially in America. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what we're going to talk about is we're worrying ourselves sick, so we're going to talk about worry. Oh, wow. I like the dramatic irony there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tis the season. It happens. Tis the season. Yeah, like this is pertinent every day of our lives, but mm-hmm. it's especially exacerbated uh, during the uh, winter and during the holiday season, and we worry about this and worry about that. And we literally, literally are worrying ourselves sick. Do you know anything about that? You, you're always chilled, so and you're into music, so I guess you don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, that is a facade. You have, no. the, you have the flat affect look on your face I, today, I, like, what the? Is oh, she talking? No, you, no. You won't have to bleep, bleep this one out. Yeah, you're going to self-edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Worry uh, worry is definitely something that I've encountered. You know, you mentioned I'm in the music industry, and the music industry is uh, high highs and low lows. Wow. So I know that we're going to talk about specific things, but, uh, you know, uh, inconsistency of work is is something that I've encountered quite frequently, and that's something that I do tend to worry about. I'm excited to learn about some tools that you have to offer. Mm. Well, do you want us to skip uh, uh, the thing and just go straight to tools? or let, let's? No, let's, no, let's break it down a little let's bit. Let's get the rolling pin out yeah. since it's the baking time let's of year. Let's knead, knead it out. Let's knead it out, baby. Let's throw that dough onto the table mm-hmm. and just work it out. Um. And as a stress expert, to, this is the number one thing that I see is people worry all the time. They worry about money. They worry about debt. They worry about their relationship. They mm-hmm. especially worry about their children. In this technology age, we, in our world, especially in our country, we worry about our jobs being farmed out by robotics, which is a real worry. Oh, of course. And, and I think even more so today than it was 10, 20 years absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Because we know what's happening. I mean, exactly. We, yeah, exactly. Right. This isn't, yeah. oh, I wonder if robotics are going to be a thing. Just go to an Amazon here, here, fu- go, go to an Amazon Fulfillment Center <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> or a UPS Center. You will see the future of the world. Oh, yes. And then uh, climate change. People I know, uh, you know, uh, when we watch uh, Greta Thornburg cry and get emotional who won, you know, Times Person of the Year mm-hmm. about climate change and sit for her to cry and say how she worried and her friends are worrying, these young children. Um, those of us that are a little further along on the age line, mm-hmm. I worry because, again, you know, not only did we all create all of this, right? but, um, you know me, I feel this like this very strong connection with the divine, higher power, whatever you want to call it, creation, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, and not, no doom and gloom because we can we're going to work our way out of this. But the point is, is still that um, I, I I feel pain when I see stuff in the Chattahoochee River. It actually and physically I feel guilt. It, this it, is a it, legacy yeah. that we're leaving. Yeah. Well, this actually know? it it's actually like... hurts me when I drive by and see people spraying their yards with all these pesticides and everything. Mm. I'm very serious. I actually get to the next stoplight. I'm too sensitive about mother, but um, I love mother. And of course, as you well know, I had my farm for over 35 years. Right. So I lived in the womb of her. Uh, and so anyway, it's it's huge. And um, 
And so the one thing I want to be clear about is this is normal behavior. So if you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm the only one that worries, oh, uh-uh. This is a universal human behavior. Agreed. And it, but it just is a pandemic that we're all going to have to look into the mirror and look around us and go, okay, enough. And the reason is, it, number one, it's negative guided imagery. We know what positive guided imagery does. We can actually change DNA and cell structure by doing guided imagery tapes in, in our brain, seeing cells heal and, and remission, exactly, mm-hmm. rewiring the brain. Right. Same with worry. Worry is negative guided imagery. So it literally has the battery acid effect of the positive guided imagery. It's got the opposite effect. Exactly. Uh, but I'm trying to, I want to normalize it that it is a human, natural, of course, human behavior. Mm-hmm. But there's another thing that really bothers me about worry. I'm not worrying about the worry, but what bothers me <laughs> is that when you worry all the time, think about this, you lose your confidence. I see all these young mothers that instead of experiencing joy or playfulness or whatever with their children, they're so consumed with worry that it's actually drying up their life and, number one, into their joy and happiness with these kids and their spouses and their own life. But two is um, it erodes their confidence, like whether it's what they eat or changing a certain kind of diaper mm-hmm. or what your child should wear. They Google everything. They're, they're, they or read books or are so obsessed with getting 10 opinions and I know, you know, I grew up, you know, in the Stone Age, but still, you never, I never saw my grandmother, my mother, my aunts, they had such confidence. And I know a lot of them were screwed up. Okay, I'm not going to be naive about it. Right. But still, you just had this, um, I'm doing the best I can. I love you, confidence. And this worry has just really invaded like a cancer every single thing we do. And it really takes, do you know what I mean? The anxiety. Yeah. And, and, and if we look at anxiety prescriptions and depression, and unhappiness. and It's really just a pandemic that we really need to look at and go, okay, we're done with this. Okay, like we're done. We're right. not going to play this game anymore. We know one of the biggest um, tips, healing, mm-hmm. uh, prophylaxis, whatever you want to call uh, that the, the healing wound, the Band-Aid, whatever, is gr- communal support, group support and everything. Totally. That's, but the underbelly of it is contagious worry. And we call it contagious stress. Mm. So on the under underbelly is, oh my gosh, did you hear Bailey? You know, is um, out of work because of robotics. Oh my God, are and we then next? It's a pandemic. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Or go to Facebook right. and did you know this plant closed? Or did you know that this pol- political thing is going on? Oh my God. So you know, it becomes like a. So the same thing that could be a benefit could exactly. be the spread of it. As and that's well. where the awareness and what we teach in mindful living mm-hmm. and mindfulness right. is the awareness that the minute your heartbeat changes and you start beating a little faster, your hands get clammy, or you start going taken off like a plane takes off down at Hartsfield and you, you know you rev up the engines and you feel it start to take off so the minute you know and the more again the more where you are you know this right of it the quicker you can stop it and go oh this is the worry plane <laughs> <laughs> yeah destination <laughs> i don't want to go exactly whoa <laughs> pull back the throttle yes uh, tell air ca- Let's traffic put this control puppy back yes. on the tarmac and air traffic control could be your higher self whatever guided imagery you want for oh, this oh that's that's really that's good actually please go back yeah. to the gate <laughs> go back to gate a kathleen <laughs> bailey go back to gate c <laughs> he's Love making it. he's making motions like yeah, those people with like the I'm lights the, that yeah, guide you I'm back on into the deck your, of the air Aircraft carrier right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the worry plane. So, 
Very seriously, it, it it's unbelievable, and and I like to too compare it to um, to uh, you know me, I'm such a nature girl. I like to compare it to tornadoes and hurricanes too. Mm. You know that there's a class one, two, three, four, five hurricanes. So right. so the more aware you become, you can do less damage to your health and everything by noticing it on one before it becomes a category two. Right. Category three, your voice raises and you call somebody and panic and. And then the body really goes into full tilt. And it and worry affects your body. It takes a huge toll on your body, on your nervous system. You know, we produce stress hormones, not just uh, adrenaline and things like that. We produce cortisol, which is huge. And it does thing like, things like increase your heart rate, changes your breathing. You breathe more shallow. You need that oxygen for your heart, your brain, and cell, cell, cellular unbelievable healing. Uh, it raises your blood sugar. Um, and so it does affect your heart, your blood vessels, your muscles, and all the systems of your body. So um, this has got huge effects. So don't think that worry, in the old days, we'd just go, oh, there's worry. But now you know we have all these all this unbelievable science that we can look at people under MRIs. We can put ports in you and take your blood when you're really... Right. When that jet's taken off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the worry plane is taken <laughs> off. Um, and, and so it's really... Uh, important, the awareness thing. Here we go again. Awareness, mm -hmm. awareness. And I'll dovetail back into my acronym, ACE, A-C-E. Awareness, second is once you become aware, C is choice. You have to make a choice. Hmm. Because if you yeah. don't, you're a victim. See, this is what I say. There's also a victim mentality in worrying. Like, what can I do about the planet? Okay, Bailey is just falling apart. What can I do about Washington? Oh my God, I just, I can't do anything. My yeah. child is now turned 13 or 12 or, mm -hmm. you know, I have to send, you know, whatever it is, there is a victim mentality that can eat away. And again, this is where the confidence, I told you, it compromises right. your confidence. Yeah, of course. And your mental health and your happiness. Because victims cannot be productive at work, at home, in your relationship, mm -hmm. um, in yourself. I mean, so it's really, really, really important um, to, to, I think, use organic. You know me, I'm always using metaphors that are nature-based. Right, yeah. Because I, I love it, because they're Which right in I front of you. so appreciate. And they've been there forever, right? Yeah. And so that's why a hurricane. Think of, think of it. Uh, uh, you know, I just came here from a family counseling uh, session, mm -hmm. as you well know. And, um, and so I was trying to be the hawk lots of times and float over it and go, okay. I'm not getting into this because, you know, and I was worried. And But the cool thing is the more aware you are, here's with the ACE, um, and I felt my blood pressure, my hands got clammy, and I was bam, bam. I went, okay, I just went from a hurricane one to I am just about to four. And then I took a deep breath and did the C, which is choice, and I said, I know better than this. Stop it. Just yeah. stop this right now. And I went back to one, took some breaths, and calmed back down, and then E – Ace is the energy you get from the experience. All of a sudden, I felt more in control. I was present in the session with our family. Mm -hmm. You know, I looked at the counselor and I could hear what she was saying. And it was like, and she said, "Were you here a minute ago? You looked like you were. Your face was face was flat." I said, "I was." I said, "I was having a full blown class. I went to a class for." She said, "I thought so." I said, "I didn't hear a thing you said." So she repeated it because I was at a one and I could hear it. You see, right? So all of these things are just not blowing smoke up you. These are really unbelievable tactics, strategies you can use when you're worrying. Of course. And also, if you're in a relationship or a good friend, get the buddy system and go, I'm trying to work through. I worry. Like, I think I'm worrying half my life away. Could you help me? Yeah. So my husband, you know, 
uh, he'll he'll go, uh-oh. And he, now, <laughs> we have a funny little thing here. My husband it happens to be a sports freak, especially football. Yeah. So we have little cocktail napkins in the corner of our family room, all okay. different colors, but they're in a stack. All right. And so we throw flags on each other. <laughs> Um, seriously, yes. they'll just hit you with a yellow flag? Yes. Well, there's yellow, orange. So anyway, there's different colors. And when you throw a flag, see, it's better than fighting, isn't it? Yeah, and it, oh, and yeah. And it's better than criticism mm-hmm. because you throw the flag and you're not allowed to say anything. When you throw the flag, you have to stop, look and listen, go inside yourself and go, okay, what am I getting flagged for? And then you can go, oh, what was that about? <laughs> they go, that, I you, actually really love yeah, that. Yeah, you're talking about, you know, money again. Mm-hmm, you're talking mm-hmm. about, yeah. The horses again, and mm-hmm. you know I have to sell something, or you get it, or you're worried about your book or whatever. Yeah, and, and he'll boop, and I go, "Oh my God, you're right." And also, flags can be funny. It turns it into something say, from fighting I, to becoming the referee. And then remember, you can also um, in, in the NFL now you can and you can also challenge, have a flag challenge. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Which are only allowed how many? Two or three per half. Time. Yeah, I was going to say, so and if it, you're wrong on one, then you deny it for the right. rest of the game. So, so, no more timeouts. So, yeah. so we take this to a fun. See, then before you know it, you're playful. Yeah. And then you go, isn't this so cool? What a great so, remedy. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, this worry thing, and, and your kids. Here's the other thing: children mirror you. Mm. So when you're a warrior, I got news for you. You can love your kids. You can buy them anything you want. You can send them to any private school. Do what you want. But if you have the worry train taking off every day, They're your child is going to pick it up. They absorb energy. We are oh, yeah. we are electrical charges and we are, you know, chemicals. So we are two things that affect each other. Right. If you don't think that's going straight into your child and the one you love. So so anyway, again, this is not to make you feel guilty for those of you that are worried. And please remember, worry turns into or can turn into anxiety disorders. Then anxiety disorders can make you exhausted and then you can slip into depression. So that's, you know, we're going to talk about tips in a bit, but, you right. know, so this is normal behavior. As a matter of fact, yesterday I was reading um, again for the probably 20,000th time uh, uh, the book, and it is called Worry. No, it's called Fear, excuse me, Fear, and it's by Thich Nhat Hanh, who okay. is my one of my teachers. I've been a student of his since 1995. Awesome. And... Um, amazing uh, Buddhist monk who is very loving and kind, but he talks about uh, these normal human behaviors and how to deal with them in, in your uh, mind in a different kind of a practice. Okay. So he's very compassionate when it comes to fear because worry is fear. I mean, they're the same thing. Right. When you're worrying, you're afraid. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, it's pretty cool. You're in the womb for nine months and swimming around and everything's warm and loving and you feel like, hear that heartbeat. Yeah. You don't have to breathe. You don't have to eat. You're just swimming around, man, in this thing. warm, yeah, backstroke, yeah. breaststroke. You know, I was a backstroke person. I actually came in second in state. But anyway, we would talk about backstroke. <laughs> and um, you're swimming around, and then all of a sudden, man, you're out into this cold, ra- hits you. cold room, so lights, <laughs> people. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> and so basically, the moment that you're born, it's an instinct for survival. You know, you have to breathe on your own. Mm-hmm. You have you're crying free because you're hungry. You're crying because you're cold. You want to be held. So he very Thich Nhat Hanh, very compassionately, very compassionately mm-hmm. says, you know, this is a normal human thing that happens from the right out of the womb. So it, it's it's worry, fear, 
starts at the very beginning. Like, am I going to eat? Where's my next meal? You know, do I have somebody who loves me? Do I have right. a partner? Yeah. So it, it's based on survival. And, and these are old modalities that are always going to come up because we're human. And that was our first experience of being human. So what he does is he, he I love, I love my teacher because no matter if it's fear, if it's anger, whatever, he teaches you, he teaches us to hold it, to listen to it like a baby. Hmm. So he does things like say, get in a rocking chair, hold it, hold your fear, or get two cushions and have, you know, you sit in the one cushion and you're the little baby, you know, and you're the one that's worried and afraid. Uh-huh. And you go, I'm scared to death that da, da, and you literally talk. Then you go near the little child. Then you go to the other cushion and you're the adult. I'm the adult Kathleen or Bailey. And you go, you know what? You don't have to worry about that. I promise you. You're loved. You know, you're like actually verbalizing. Yeah, you actually are verbalizing and imaging that the other person. So what it does is make them feel. So that's one tactic he uses. I love, love, love the one about I sit in a rocking chair and hold my worry or fear and put it in a pink blanket because it's me. And Mm. then I, and again, I'm not being like, you could, you can be a female, of course, and use blue or purple. I'm just telling you my guided imagery. Use I'm an orange person, so okay, yeah. orange. And and rock and, and listen to the baby cry. I listen to my worry coo and, and all the things that a baby does and go, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. And, um, and, and eventually it's going to tell you what you're worried about. Um, but it's a very compassionate, you know, instead of what's wrong with me. We're such, we're so I want to piggyback off that um, just very quickly. You know, we talked about having somebody that's like an accountability, like a buddy, you reach out to them and, and how he approaches worry with compassion. I just, I think that's such a great tip. If you're the person that someone is reaching out to approach that with compassion, because it's something we can all relate to. I just wanted to throw no, that in No, it's beautiful. There. Yeah. And, and, and you know this, Bailey, look at the people that even, especially in music, if you come in there and you're you're worried that you want to make the top number one hit or be nominated for a Grammy, you're adding worry and pressure, and it's not going to flow from that inner spring, is it? Oh, it's not 100%. going to be a flow experience. Like if you watch John Legend and watch him the way he writes and the way he, there, there's no fear. He says you go to your center like a spring mm-hmm. of water that's underground, and it's got rocks or dirt at the top of it. Um, and, and he said, and you wait for that spring because the natural organic thing of a spring is it will bubble up. Every single time. But we're not patient enough to sit there and be with it. Mm-hmm. And worry doesn't feel good. It feels horrible. So we may drink or we may take you know, drugs or we may, which, which again, again, now I'm both and as far as, you know, when we're going to talk about that, seeing somebody for help and right. maybe getting uh, some medicine to begin with when you mm-hmm. want to start changing your life and you go, wow, this worry has changed into anxiety and it exactly. is really controlling my life. And also, again, I've been around long enough at some points in my life, I even all the meditation that I did, you know me, I don't eat meat, I don't do all this stuff, I do yoga, you know, right. I do the whole. At a certain point. At a certain point, I've definitely had to get medical assistance and had to take medicine. And thank God, you know, the pharmaceutical companies, again, it's a yin and yang thing. Mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. say both and. I have had to take medicine. It has literally saved my life at times, psychologically. I've, then when I get in a better place and a healthier place or whatever it is, 
then I can sometimes you know go off of it, come back. All, all back so, to that self awareness yeah. thing. Uh, so I want to be clear though that yeah. uh, we're very pro medical intervention and everything else when it gets to that peak time. Right. But um, and a medical and a medical professional will know that. So what do you think in, in, in your awareness of the age group? Let's say of. 25 to 45 or 40, mm-hmm. what's their biggest worry? What, what is it? Is, is it money? Is it climate? Is it buying a house? Is it having a relationship with some, What is it? Seriously, I, I, I want to hear your... I think um, probably in my age bracket, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode because we're going to speak more on this, but I think it's uh, the societal pressures that the generations before us didn't have because of the transparency of our lives being broadcasted. I think if you can kick that to the curb, that you will have much less worry in your life because it's all the things that you just mentioned. What did you just mention? You mentioned like having a relationship, having money, having a great job or a house or something like that. You know, if you go on whatever social media is... Now, do you worry about your health much? I don't. Okay. Yet. I don't yet. That's me just so, being perfectly so that, honest right, with that's you. Down, I would think so, not younger people. Right, It would be right, towards the bottom. we're going to live forever. <laughs> on Saturn. Mars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere out there, man. <laughs> not Maybe here. another galaxy. What the yeah. heck? Um, Go big or go home. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking um, Galaxy, Andromeda. Man. Andromeda, <laughs> next step. Here we go. I'm going to Pleiades. Go ahead. Okay, cool, cool. I'll see you. Uh, so it's it's all of the things. It's, it's having the car, the relationship, the house, or something like that, because somebody that you know out of the 4,000 people that you know right now, somebody got a new house, and they shared that with you on some social media. So then you have that. You have someone else, you know, because everyone's got their own life journey and they're going through different things. And, you know, if you know 4,000 people, 100 of them are doing something really awesome right now. Right. And they're going to tell you about it right now. So every day, everyone is doing something awesome. Wow. And you're like, well, I just, you know, Oh, that's too much. I can't even deal with this. You know? Yeah. So so I think think it's it's all of that culmination together. It's still the same things that people have always worried about. Right. It's just in your face all the time. You know, that's a very good point. Because many years ago when I had a child or I was, I didn't know what anybody else was doing until we saw each other once a month at a meeting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or there was a party or a neighborhood gathering. Very right. good. It's like TMI. Too much information. It really is. Way too much. It's way too much. And um, like I said, we're going to segue this and we're going to have an upcoming episode on this. And I think we'll expound upon that more. But I think that's, I think it's. Like I said, it's all the things that people have always worried about. It's just really, really in your face. And again, I love what you said about, you know, smile, have compassion, don't Mm. judge yourself because, and a lot of us think that other people don't worry or have it all. No, they're just burying it, you know, somewhere. Right. Or they're not broadcasting it. They're just choosing not to share that. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people have done a lot of work on it. A lot of people have not had the means, the time, the money, the energy to do it. Right. To really, as you well know, work on it. So um, I'd like to uh, offer some tips that have worked through the years or some practices. Yeah. Number one is write it down. Write it, you know, literally have a little folder and it says worry and actually physically write them down. 
Or another option is to get a prayer and concern box or a worry. I call it prayer and concern because it doesn't necessarily have to be negative. And you can make it out of wood, make it out of a shoebox, do whatever you want to do. Use an old prized something you inherited. That in itself could be therapeutic. Exactly. It really could. And and write it down. Yeah. Because I have done this for a good 20 years. And when I go back and look what I worried about, I almost cry. I have so much compassion for myself, whether it was my child. And here I am all these years later seeing how she turned out, do you see? Or um, an animal or our marriage. you, You know, it's amazing to see how it healed or how it worried. But what it does, it desomaticizes it. It takes it out of your body and out of your mind and puts it in a container. But you have to have faith that you know, you're know you putting it in there and mm-hmm. you're going to deal with it. But right now you refuse to have it like a cancer eating at you. Yeah. So write it down. Also, if you have a partner or if you have a buddy system, somebody you're talking to or a counselor, you have something you're writing it down that you're not showing up and going, I'm just worried all the time. You know, I'm anxious, I'm fearful. And they go, well, let's talk about that. What are you? I don't know. I don't know. Well, see, if you have some context, Something it really does. To, yes, yeah. it really helps. Mm-hmm. And then after that, create a plan. So if you're worried about money, if you're worried about your marriage or your relationship, a coworker, your job, whatever it is, create a plan from that. Literally go, okay, so out of your worry folder comes work. Out of your worry folder comes my partnership or my marriage. Out of right. that comes my career. What, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. If my worry is climate change, then then what you do is let's pretend that it's your relationship with somebody you're in a relationship with. Okay. So you have a never folder that says Bailey and Kathleen. Let's pretend it's you and I. So then what you do is you go, what can we do about it? Number one, I need to talk to Bailey and find out how he's feeling about her. I feel empty, alone, isolated. Right. He's gone. All the, that's number one. What What is the situation between both of us? Clarify it. Get clear. And again, and then the second is, what can we do about it? Do we Can we do it together by reading a book or taking some courses on YouTube uh-huh. you say, or less expensive? Or do we need some intervention? Do we need a counselor? And whether that's a religious counselor, spiritual, uh, community-based you know, counseling, whatever it is, right. um, do we need that? So, and that's really important. So see, already you feel in control. So part of worry, remember, is you feel out of control. When you feel in control, you don't worry as much or don't worry because I got this. But less control, uh, you know, makes you very, very stressed. So even write it down, then create a plan. It's really important. And positive affirmations while you're changing. So you have to have hope. And hope is everything is as it should be. Let go, let God. Um, You know, even if you can't feel it yourself, say, you got this, meaning your higher power, the divine, whatever it is, you got this, I can't think it through myself, whatever that means. And um, and the biggest thing I can, can offer anybody is to face it. Don't drink it away. Don't get distracted away. People like me, my husband and myself are... um, we're very big, um, you know, we just love to work. So to be honest with you, it's the easiest thing we do and we love what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to avoid stuff. And, and when we start to worry about something, Staring what do we do? Work. We work. And so it, it seems like a noble thing, especially in Estados Unidos in the United States to worry all the time. But yeah. it's, it's it's really uh, kind of different. And I think, you know, bearing yourself in work is sometimes people perceive, you know, because uh, I feel like, you know, you're more likely, you're more likely to, to face, you know, an intervention from a loved one if you're dependent upon alcohol or drugs, but less dependent 
you know, if you're a quote unquote workaholic, yeah, you know, because it noble. is a noble thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, and in I'm America, too, yeah, yeah, we just get so just... rewarded. And those lazy French people that take off, you know, in August in those lazy. How dare I'm, they? How dare they? How dare people actually. I think that's that, really important because I know many people that that bury themselves in work. It is, isn't yeah. it? And and it's such a I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God for you. I'm yeah, serious. You know, I'm and especially and if you hook it into something you love, it's even harder because if you're looking at what you worry, it's not comfortable. Okay, guys? Mm. This is prickly stuff. Oh yeah. But the other side of it is after you hold that little prickly porcupine in in that little blanket. It's gonna poke you. All of a sudden, those little things get real soft, like putting cream rinse on them, and you mm-hmm. pet them, and you love them, and you go, wow, I've been worried about this and afraid about this for most of my life. I mean, part of mine, we grew up with not much. So no matter what we have through my entire life, part of what this is always money, is always, mm-hmm. you know, and, and growing up Irish Catholic in the old days, it was the poorhouse. Oh, yeah. I sat there and listened to my grandmother tell stories about you know, Bailey, especially Bailey names like Irish names like that. Oh, yeah. Being, I ended up in the poorhouse, and and so I grew up with this construct in my soul, right? Not just in my brain. Must avoid. It must avoid. Yeah. <laughs> poorhouse. Right. So <laughs> my stage. By the as a matter of fact, I met a guy a couple of weeks ago who's. Who, this is the truth. Uh, up in Tennessee, his mother actually lived in a quote poorhouse in Kentucky. They actually had poorhouses. Isn't this interesting? This is a literal thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't. I so want to go interview her. She's ninety something, like ninety nine, and she's going to oh, die. Crazy. I know, and I, you know, I'm so interested. Oh yeah. Because this is an image I've had my whole life. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way. I'm yeah. on a slippery slope to the poorhouse any yeah. moment. Um, and another worry I have, my mother died of dementia. So I'm just being honest about my own worries. So every if I forget where I park my car, if I forget, do you know what I mean, to That's call totally somebody back, in. if I forget uh, where I put something or I put my keys in the refrigerator, I'm serious. Yeah. No matter what I do, I catastrophize. I go, oh my God, this is it. Which it's is so comforting to hear because that is something that everybody does. You know what I mean? If I had a nickel for every time I lost my keys and found them in my pocket... You know, and, and that's the I cool, wouldn't be close to I the know, And that's house. the cool thing about my young people I work, my whole staff, as you well know, is very young. Yeah. And they tell me what they forget, you know, and I just laugh my, excuse my, you know what, off. <laughs> I'm trying to clean me up. Anyway. I think I still might put a beep just for fun. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is, you know, they, they normalize it. I'm like, oh my God. And this is for me. Again, here we go with worry. I read too much on the web. I read too much. Get it? Mm-hmm. I buy books on dementia. See? See how you go down the right. rabbit hole? And awareness. So again, that's why we're all in this together. And my husband laughs at me constantly. And he goes, you're worried about that? He said, I'm so tired of your brain working. He said, I live in a state of chronic exhaustion. So, and and get a buddy system. I have amazing friends that catch me in it. Oh my God, I love them. I adore them. And they just give me that dirty, nasty look and go, WT, Beep, you know, <laughs> stop it. And then they do the timeout signal. Oh, yeah. And said, if we were at your house, we would throw the entire flags on you, the whole pile of flags. <laughs> we're sick of you. We're sick of this. So it's really cool, right? Right, of course. It's yeah. kind of like they shove your face in the doo-doo pile. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh, my God, do I love my friends or what? They're just so – and my husband and even my staff here, they're fabulous. Got to have those people oh around my God. you that hold you accountable. So buddy system, buddy system, buddy system. And let me tell you, if 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 worry just, and again, this has happened to me, so I know what, I really do know what I'm talking about. And with patient, my patients and clients is, if it does get out of control, 
and it's obsessing you, then it's anxiety and, mm-hmm. and get some help. There is nothing more miserable than living a life in a state of anxiety. And oh, yeah. whether it's medical intervention while you're learning, meditation, yoga, sometimes, again, people go, oh, just go take a meditation class or go. T- I've been doing this for 30, 40 years. I do meditation, I do yoga. I'm telling you, sometimes the world, and again, as you well know, Bailey, my childhood was a childhood of whores. Oh, yeah. So so that's going to come up, and it still does. So the point is, is that we're all in this together, don't you think? And what we want to do in this podcast, too, is love everybody into mindful living and mindfulness because it really is the way to alleviate suffering. Don't of course. The more aware we are and the more we're aware of other people, mm-hmm. I mean, we can really help alleviate their suffering. So get professional help. And I, I have tools, like you can see right now. What do I have? I have beads in my hand. Always I'm, working those beads. I'm always working the beads. I keep them on my wrist and then I pull them off. It's an elastic thing. And, and of course, this has a little tag. Mine have little tags. This says, give to God. And I, I roll around it. Of course, now remember, I grew up. Catholic too, so I was used to rosary. So right. this isn't a new thing, but beads are really in. Get your favorite. Have somebody create your own colors, the chakras. Mm-hmm. I also, as you well know, have a chakra one where I start at the base chakra. And because because here's what we do too. When we worry, we get stuck in a certain part of us, like our crown chakra, our heart chakra, our colon, our belly. So what the seven chakras that allows you to move up and down your body, mm-hmm. you know, while you're going around this circular thing. But I think beads have been one of the hugest things I've ever been able to use in my life, whether it's meetings on the telephone right here with you, because even talking about this, and again, I just left a huge two-hour family counseling Marathon. Center. Well, he said when Bailey walked in, he went, whoa. Something's, something happened today. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what he said to me. And I looked at him and went, whoa, class five, yeah, <laughs> hurricane, yeah. class five. Let's bring it back down. Bring it back down. And I went, okay, okay, <laughs> let's do this. So um, so anyway, but we're I think that's a together. testament to how our relationship, you walked in and I immediately knew. I was like, wow, the vibe in here. Woo. Yeah, see, see the buddy system? And I thought, see, intellectually, I had shifted gears to do this. Right. To do the podcast now. So, but my soul and my energy, as you well know, is still a class five. Yeah. And again, this ties back to kids and relationships too and coworkers. They know that. Mm-hmm. We're energetic beings. Look at a dog. And when you act angry, watch them. Oh, yeah. When, you, when, you, when you're happy and you smile, watch that dog's tail start to wag. How do they know this energetically? How do they know this? They know. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, and as a sideline... Every time when we go to Tennessee, it's the funniest thing. When my we go all over to different stables, but do you know that when we turn down this one stable, where my dog, my Jack Russell, loves this stable, he just loves it. Mm-hmm. She, she does. Excuse me. She starts wagging her tail and howling. And so, how does she know where that where we're going? She, she, she can't even look out. She's so small. Right. But I love just as energetic. Shedrake in England actually studied animals, dogs. And mm-hmm. how they know things, they live on such a hugely um, energetic level, right? That they actually studied people coming home and their animals when they left work, wagging their tails and running to the front door the moment that they left work. How did they know that? So wow. my my point about that story was not to get off track, right? Was, no. to, was to tell you energetically, just as they get excited that their owner's coming home and they feel it and sense it, we do. Of course, we do. We we have. Again, we came out into the world after mommy had us in there all that time. Mm-hmm. We had the shock of survival. Hello, uh, lights, camera, action. And um, and so now we are, and I would say 
go to stop, look, and listen, which is what awareness is, is stop, look, and listen. So um, that is exactly how I would do it. And what do you think about today and what we've talked about, my darling? I think it's awesome. I think, you know, like we were talking in pre-production, it's applicable to everyone. And um, I think the tips are helpful. I uh, I like being able to, I look forward to this as like free therapy. You know, we get to just kind of hash out things that are so relevant to the both of us. And I get to talk to a friend, someone who's been around longer than me and who knows what they're talking about. And I love being with you because it's a completely... It's it's based in love because our heart has got so much reverent respect for each other, and we've both been through a lot of suffering. Yeah, we have. Of, a lot of curves and, and a lot of ups and downs. And the perspective of you, this fresh, young perspective of the world, we're, we're both engaged in and we both love yeah. and treasure this planet. Mm-hmm. We treasure the people. Oh, yeah. And we just want to know how to love it into wholeness and into being. Um, and I think it's like Mr. Rogers said, you know, who loved you into being. When he received his Emmy, I think, he looked at the audience, asked him to take a deep breath and said, get quiet. And he said, I want every one of you to smile and go into your heart and who loved you into being. And so I, I, I take that as, as maybe he's one of our mentors with you and I doing this too. Um, you know, we don't have any answers, all the answers, all we can do is do this with great love and, and reverent respect. God bless Fred Rogers. Amen. Woo. Love that guy. Awesome. Well, um, why don't we do a quick plug for Mindful Living real quick before we wrap oh, up? Oh, yeah. Uh, we have an app, which is fabulous. It's uh, Go to the App Store, and it's Mindful Living Network. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it, as you well know, is you can relax through the nature yep. uh, scenes. You can go to a river or a lake or whatever. It's got stress tips. It's got podcasts. It's got all kinds of things on it. Or you Also, can, I think you, the homepage is you got a quote of the day, which is a, great. There's a share button right away. So right. if you want to just share the love Forgot with about somebody, that. If you yeah. need daily inspiration, we have a daily inspiring thing it's mm-hmm. it is inspirational i love that part yeah and you can go to the website we have uh, more create more um, original content mm-hmm. than is imaginable and, and the website is, is uh, go to our o-u-r-m-l-n.com or you can go to the mindful you can go to mindfullivingnetwork.com that's awesome and you can always if you forget all that you can always google me and it's right around it dr kathleen hall and oh. and you'll find out uh, the stress institute and all the stuff we're trying to love into the world that sounds great. Guys, thank you so much for being with us today. My name is Bailey Like the Irish Cream, and this is The Way I See It. And I'm Dr. Kathleen Hall. This is The Way I See It, and thank you for listening.